Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you feel if you died and this whole TV show was made about you? Not like this one, like just any true crime sort of thing. I'd feel weird about weird, it. wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't know that I'd. Well, I wouldn't know, would I? I guess it wouldn't affect you personally, but let's let's just have it in in on the record now. Yeah, I don't really want one made about me. Okay, okay, okay. So, in however many years when I die, this will be the record mm-hmm. evidence. Okay, good. Unless there's like a good reason. Okay. Unless it's like you know. Well, that's the thing. People like reading about true crime, but I don't think people like being part of it. Hey. Huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. But then who can be part of true crime if you're not part of true crime because everybody else has to read about somebody? (gasps) Mm. You've blown my tiny little mind. Hello and welcome to I Only Like You in Movies. I like movies. I like Sine, my girlfriend, who's here with me. Hello. We need like an NTV. Yeah. Well, it's part of it. Yeah. TV's a big movie these days, isn't it? So... Yeah. Yeah. Netflix. Huh. Hmm. Um, this is a new season of our show. I say season. It's just the same old show. We've just renamed it. We've season it. premiere! <laughs> Get hyped! <laughs> um, so over the last week or two, we've been watching The Staircase. That's brand new on Netflix. Originally a uh, TV show of like seven or eight episodes back in 2004. Then a couple more episodes and then Netflix... Mm. Picked it up for another three episodes. So, yeah, wow. What's going on with this show, Snow? I don't know. Firstly, can I just say that you've unleashed something in me because I never would have watched true crime shows. I don't think I ever did. Apart from, like, we'd watch CSI on a Thursday night or something. Mm. But, like, true crime stuff before I met you Mm -hmm. because I find it too scary. Mm. But... You've got me so interested. I'm like, let's watch all the true crime stuff. Making a murderer. Let's listen to Serial. Serial. And The Keepers the was keepers. really good last year. Let's all listen. But there's a bit of a caveat there, which is I can't watch them too close to going to bed. Mm. And you like to talk about the show <laughs> straight before I go to sleep, which which sets up some wonderful dreams. <laughs> How's it my fault you your dream? You know I get scared easily. Okay, sorry. But here's the thing. I was so sure in like the first half, like the original film bit, that he did it. So sure. Because my first response to that picture was, that's a lot of blood for falling down the stairs. But, and I know this doesn't work, I feel like the Michael then did it. But the Michael now, when he's old and talking about how much he misses her, he didn't do it. You know? That doesn't work. But I, I know, know it saying. doesn't, but, like, it's so funny the way that the, I don't know, the way that the film, story, TV show is presented, 
very subjectively decide you with him. Mm-hmm. And even though I knew he was, he'd done it at the beginning, I was so shocked that the jury came back with that mm. decision because I just don't understand how you couldn't have had some doubt with that. But it's all Diva's fault. Bloody Diva. Well, that's what the show seems to suggest, doesn't it? But it's what's weird is that I've seen people online just we finished it last night, so I've been uh, reading a bit about it this mm. morning. Mm-hmm. And people are saying, oh, the show is so biased. It's all from his perspective. I'm like, well, yeah, but like, why is that a bad thing? Yeah. Like, I know what you're trying to say is that you can't trust it because it's biased, but everything's going to have a bias of some sort. And also, this, like, you wouldn't have the access to him if you weren't if they weren't on his side. And you can watch this, and if you recognise it's, it's got a certain perspective, and you can you realise that, and you can don't take it all on face value. That, that's good. You you're actually being an active viewer then, and a critical thinker. Yeah. yeah. But also, isn't the actual case in itself the fact that it's a real case the objectivity there? Like. If they're like, oh, it's all bias. Well, this actually happened and it wasn't bias. Yeah. We're just getting a behind-the-scenes kind of look of it mm-hmm. from and, one perspective. And you can be critical that, like, they didn't focus on some of the more, uh, some of the evidence that was kind of more damning of him, perhaps. But just to say it has bias doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing. Yeah. It's not like a news report that has to be objective and present both sides of the story, if you know what I mean. And mm. not like, like if the judge was being biased, that's different. But the show itself can be biased and you can recognise that. I guess that's interesting if you think of it as is it a documentary Mm. or is it, I don't know, because people, I don't know, true crime equals documentary equals should be objective laying out all the facts. Necessarily, hey. But no, more and more there's, I know that there's all these documentaries on Netflix about vegetarianism and I haven't watched them because I'm not going to be able to watch them but they're biased they're coming from a biased perspective that we need to be vegetarian every single thing you watch is biased in some way yeah that's interesting and if there was a show made if the the show that Kathleen's family would have made Mm. would have been very biased the other way bias doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing Mm. I, I did notice in this though it sort of changed perspective a little bit. Like in the beginning, I would say it was a bit more objective, but that was probably coming from the fact that these filmmakers didn't know who they were filming, their subjects and stuff. And then over the years when he was allowed to go home, get out of prison, the filmmaker went and hugged him. And I feel like in that moment he lost all objectivity, but... I think it's just what happens if you're filming somebody for so many years, you're going to get to know them and you're going to become close mm. to them. And I think it's impossible to maintain objectivity there. So I don't know. They very easily could have not included that little scene, but I think they did on purpose so we could see, right, we're mm. on his side. That's what these guys are presenting their story from. Yeah, and, like, and they can show that and then you can you can think that like mm. you just did and then mm-hmm. like you just because the show does something wrong doesn't necessarily mean that you have to believe that. You know what I mean? You can yeah. you can not agree with everything that happens in the show. Mm. I think that early on the season that they had more access to other sides because as the trial happened, the prosecution didn't want to have cameras in there while they're which makes sense, right? But Michael did, and that's you know, that's the decision they made. And 
Same with the police. I think they, they talked to the police a few times early on. Yeah. But, you know, and same with um, Kathleen's family. They didn't, they went along with them to the graveyard, remember? Oh, that's right, yeah. And then obviously they, as it as it transpired, they didn't want to be part of that anymore. That's, mm. so I don't, I don't know if it's all necessarily the filmmaker's fault, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. But you're right, they were definitely on his side. But, like, he could still watch some of those things that, those interviews he did, and we don't know everything that wasn't put on the show, so that's, like, but just being presented, you could watch some of the stuff he said, and, like, you were like, well, he definitely didn't do it because he was so upset about her I death. Know. But someone else could watch that and say, well, the filmmakers put that in because it's so, he's so weird and mm-hmm. he's acting so badly here that mm. you can just tell he's creepy. And so, like, what I mean is that maybe it's on the active viewer to have an opinion as well. Are you talking about, like, the the way that we read texts based on our own perspective, like what we're bringing to the show and also how it's presented? So yeah. someone could have a different reading to me. Oh, classy example. You can watch Fox News and believe everything it says. Mm-hmm. And it's got a bias, so you can believe, you can be on side of that bias, or you can watch it and not agree with everything that happens on there. Yeah. And recognize it's biased, but what what the problem is there is that if it's just just because it's there and it's biased doesn't necessarily mean that you have to believe the bias that is, yeah. that is being yeah. put forward. You can have an oppositional reading to it, or a mm-hmm. or you can take the reading. So yeah, I, I think it's just an easy thing to say. Oh, they were biased. Yeah. So it's bad. No, you got to take an extra step and say why it was bad and how it was biased and think about what that actually means. I think it's kind of interesting, though, because you're seeing it, I don't know, like quite often we see trials in the justice system from the prosecution side. Mm-hmm. This person's been arrested, so definitely they've done something wrong because you trust that the police have arrested someone that's done something wrong and you're kind mm-hmm. of on that side of, okay, we need to put this person away or punish them somehow for what they've done. Mm-hmm. But this was like... I kind of feel like if people are saying this was biased, um, that's kind of the point. The point is that it's from his perspective because yeah. that's not what normally happens in these situations. Exactly. And but point out, like, they didn't they didn't talk about this piece of evidence that's really damning. That's why it's bad was if it's biased. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. Say with Fox News, is awful because they lie. <laughs> and they lie about different things. And they present all the, story, all the stories that are pro, pro-Trump. In a certain way, no, every story it isn't like that. Different way. That's why it's bad. Yeah. But everything's gonna have a bias with it. And actually, it's still the benefit in this. I think in some ways because because they were so close to him, they were getting extraordinary access to mm-hmm. different parts. And whether you think that's a good or bad thing, that's something that they wouldn't have got mm-hmm. in any other way. Mm-hmm. And some of it, I didn't feel comfortable watching all of it. Like when the whole family's there talking about what to do for his defense, but. Is it interesting? Because these stories, these things must happen in every bloody murder case yeah, that's out there. Yeah. Maybe it's good to see it. Yeah. Anyway, that's a different story. How it, the show is different to the story in some ways because mm. it's all real life. It's all happening. What do you think of it all? Like, uh, do you I think he know. did it though? I like, don't or know. Do you just I'm still not sure? I was so sure at the beginning, and then I kind of went. See, the thing is, the thing that I hate is that we're never going to know. Mm-hmm. And that's the worst feeling at the end, kind of being like, well, we just watched everything for nothing because it doesn't really matter what happened in the end. Because whatever they think happened, happened. And then, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just don't understand how she can have that much blood from falling down the stairs. Well, apparently you bleed quite a lot from your head, though. 
how did she get seven lacerations on her head? Like that's. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. What I was just going to say is that people look at that picture and think it's quite lots yeah. of blood, but I'm reading online that you, you see it on football and stuff. People get hit in the head and it bleeds a lot. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that I, it's been a bad hit. My gut feeling from the beginning, two things. One, I think he probably killed her, but not in the way that everybody thinks it happened. Mm-hmm. I think what may have happened is that they were having an argument or something and she turned away and went, oh, I'm just going going upstairs and not having talking about this anymore. And he went to grab her and accidentally, you know, like it was a scuffle, heat of the moment, crime of passion sort of thing, mm-hmm. not a situation where he's hated her all along and he's been planning this for years and he had the blowpoke there ready to hit her. I think it maybe was sort of an accidental homicide. I see what you're saying there. And it's funny that, and it's up to him, he put his, he put the story out there, the documentary, that every single person in the world who watches it has an opinion about whether he's a murderer or not yeah. without knowing all the evidence and everything. Mm-hmm. But I, I would think that I can't see any problems to that theory necessarily. I think that could well have happened. It's. Um, I think regardless, something I was really struck by was his certainty, Michael's certainty. So I think regardless of what happened, he truly believes that he didn't do it and he yeah. has become more set in that belief as the documentary went on. Well, think about when you're a kid and you get in trouble with something and you deny it. The more you deny it, the more you have to believe it and the more you yeah. have to say it because if you've denied it ten times, even if it's really clear that you did it, if you say, if you have to admit that you were lying all along, that's yeah. even worse than yeah. that. So if he's said it all along, he's got he can't admit it now. You believe he? what you tell yourself, right? If he's told mm. himself for fifteen years that he didn't do it, and he truly believes that, mm. I I I don't think he's lying. Is my point? I think he truly believes what he's saying, and he, if he did kill her, has compartmentalized that into different parts of his brain, and he doesn't think about that bit. He thinks about the story that he's told everybody. Yeah, potentially. I, I think after a while, it's not about. Telling the truth is about winning. It's yeah. about not being found out. Yeah. And so you can you can go to extraordinary lengths to not be found keep out. the lie going. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say before is that it's funny that if it was an accidental killing, if it was a manslaughter sort of thing, I'm not saying I don't know what happened, but say that was the case, if he admitted it from the beginning, he might have got a light sentence. He might not have gone to jail for eight years or had this consume his life for 15 years. This is why you always tell the truth. To police and things like that, like you, you, it's just better to be honest, because that guy, the um, is it Greg Taylor, the one who ended up being exonerated? Mm-hmm. If he just gone to the police firstly and said, "Hey, this has happened. We've stumbled across a body. Help." I wonder if it would have looked so suspicious about the fact that he didn't go get help immediately. Mm-hmm. You know that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, potentially. I feel like, in terms of the documentary as a whole, the only thing that I didn't really like is that it brought up leads that I didn't feel were followed in certain mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. I felt there were cliffhangers that weren't really fulfilled. And similar, I think, to Making a Murderer, which we watched a little while ago, they have these hooks in the cold open, but sometimes they're not, like, fulfilled. So, like, the blowpoke was this big question for an episode and then it never came back until the very, very, very end I don't know, just in terms of, like, structure of documentary and editing and stuff, that's the only thing I can sort of criticise. 
I get what you're saying, but that's the problem with true crime. It doesn't always fit into a neat I narrative. I know. And the blowback wasn't that important in 2011, I suppose. Was the, yeah. And it wasn't even that important to the real trial in the end because it it was inconclusive either way, whether it was a good or bad thing that it appeared mm. out of nowhere. It's more damaging if it's true that the police had it and then hit it and then didn't tell anyone about it. I- like, but then there was no evidence for that. But so how do you find that out? And where'd that well, come from? Some, someone told me. It's like, oh, P.S., this happened, you know. What I assumed happened, that was the morning of the of the guilty plea, mm. was that someone admitted it to him then because it was all over. All over. And it was like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is rumour going round. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's, it's hard to prove that, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think that's when Michael was like, could we do something with that? And Dave was like, there's no photo. There's though. no photo. We can't do anything with it. But, like, someone saying that, 10, 15 years after the event doesn't necessarily mean that's what happened. Yeah. But the blowpoke, that doesn't ring true to me, any of that sort of stuff. But then, I, like, doesn't necessarily mean he did it, though, so it's just a weird thing that happened. I know. Like I said to you, I think this morning or last night, so they're at the staircase, they're having a fight, he hits her, then he's like, oh, hang on a second, I'm just going to go to the lounge room to get the blowpoke. Goes all the way to the lounge room, picks up the blowpoke, comes back, continues beating her. Like, that's a weird thing to do. He could have followed and- her with the blowpoke, though, I suppose. Yeah. If he was really upset with her. And... But of all the things to grab in that house, like the the big thing about the blowpoke was like, oh, he it has to be this object because it's light enough to not cause a skull fracture but heavy enough to split the skin. But of all the things, like there were heavy paperweights everywhere, there were lamps, there were like knives, all these things. Like what a weird choice to make for something to threaten somebody with. Like, I don't know, I can't get past that. But I also can't get past the fact that she just went inside and he stayed out by the pool for two hours by himself. Like, what are you doing? In the middle of the night, by the pool. And also that was proven that he couldn't hear her from the pool. So that didn't happen the way that he thought it did. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The blood yeah. was dry. Like, I don't mm. get that either. By the time the police got in there, all the blood was dry. Yeah. That thing is, it's perfectly possible that he didn't kill her, but he did something else that looked dodgy yeah. when he found the body and he didn't want to admit that and then he got himself caught in a lie. I honestly think that's the most likely thing yeah. because the answer is often, I don't know, I find this in life, like the the truth is often a combination of both extremes. Like it's in the middle somewhere. It's messy and it's complicated. Mm -hmm. And I highly, like I really think either he accidentally pulled her, something happened, 
but it was easier to say she fell down the stairs, right? Because you don't want to mm. be thought that you're guilty, but, you know, as it happened. Mm. Well, there's one thing that wasn't really part of the documentary. This is somewhere you could criticise the bias, mm-hmm. was that there was a footprint from his shoe on the back of her they did talk about Jeans. that. They the talked show, about it. Yeah. wasn't like a big thing though. Like no. if that was the other way around, it could have been a bigger thing. Yeah. So like how'd that get there? But like an answer could be he's found her and he's trying to move around to see if she's okay and he accidentally slips on the blood or but, yeah, yeah, then, I don't yeah know. it's hard to know what it's one of those things though, like it seems like there's lots of doubt either way. This is the thing. Like I don't know how you could a hundred percent be sure that he killed her. But they mm. all said that it was based on Diva's testimony that the mm. blood was yeah. inside the shorts. And how could the blood have gotten inside the shorts if he didn't beat her? Yeah. It seems fair enough to me that the case was overturned because they're relying upon mm. junk evidence, junk science. So yeah, I'm kind of okay with that, I guess. But like, if the, if the prosecution were relying on that and the Germany stuff, which is a bit weird to rely upon, maybe... They didn't really prove it, and so maybe it's okay what happened. Mm. I actually thought the most interesting thing about this whole documentary was when they got to speak to the judge at the end mm. because I was so confused that they had the same judge throughout. Like I thought, wouldn't they spread the judge stuff out so that they, there wouldn't be an issue of like corruption? Well, they did, they did mention that they were they appealed to different places. Yeah. So I imagine they probably appealed to different judges because, like, you go yeah. higher or lower or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, maybe it just came back to him and he was... Because he was already there and he knew the case or something, yeah. Yeah, maybe it depends where they are. They're in North Carolina, maybe. Yeah. I thought it was so interesting, though, when, like, this is the first time I've heard from him the whole trial because obviously mm. he couldn't speak. Mm-hmm. And he said that he wouldn't have let the Germany thing in again if he had the choice and he also wouldn't have let in the homosexuality stuff. Or the bisexuality stuff, which I thought was really interesting. And also the fact that he said that if it was him, he would have had doubt, Mm. you know. Like you can think he – this is the thing about the legal system. You can think he did it, right? But if the prosecution doesn't prove that Mm -hmm. beyond reasonable doubt, it doesn't matter, you Mm. know. Like I kind of feel like the jurors – started at the place where, oh, he's definitely guilty, now prove to us he's innocent, rather than assuming innocence, which is what you're supposed to do, and proving. It happens all the time, especially because he's an old white dude, millionaire, bit kooky. Fits fits with the thing. And also think about, like, the time that this happened. Mm -hmm. It's his wife. Killed his wife. Like, if that happened today, we'd still probably think, well, it's a bit suspicious. And also with the bisexuality stuff, like, the time that this was taking place, people weren't, like thrilled about that you know no it'd be very different today yeah the thing that i don't understand is like i don't know for me he didn't plead guilty and candace it, she's whew, wow you yeah. can't just say alfred schmalford and pretend that that doesn't have any meaning yeah i have a lot of sympathy for her though because her sister was killed or died in some manner and yeah. she thinks that the whole system is, is broken now because he's out. I can see why she's upset. I guess so. I remember saying to you, this series is either like evidence that the justice system is so good mm-hmm. or evidence that it completely failed. Like it's one extreme or the other. 
And I can see from her perspective as well when she's like, you're pleading guilty, you're pleading that there's enough evidence to say you're guilty, but you're still saying you didn't do it. Like, what's really the distinction there? But the distinction is that he didn't plead guilty because he knew he was going to prison. He pleaded guilty because he's 73 years old and just wants it to be over. I understand what you're saying, and I I know that, but I think my point is that I can see from her perspective he's just found a, a way to get away with it, essentially, because he can say this. He's still free for the rest of his life. Yeah. He served some time in jail, but now it's all forgiven, basically. And maybe, and perhaps she's upset that the original trial didn't work out. She'd be upset with Diva as well, I imagine. Mm, mm. So, yeah, she was angry, and I can see why, though. Yeah. I can see why. Can we talk about some of the weirder internet theories that you found doing some research? Talk to me about the owl theory. Well, it sounds strange when you call it the owl theory, and everyone laughs at it initially, including uh, Rudolph and including the filmmakers. Mm Mm-hmm. But they did some digging. It's apparently not that bizarre. So an owl was supposed to have attacked her in the house. Apparently owls are really common. The mansion they were living in yeah. was in the woods. It wasn't like yeah. in the city. It was So there were owls all around. Secluded, yeah. The theory originally came from their neighbour, so he would have known there were owls around, who's also a lawyer. Ah. He tried to present the theory back when it all first happened, but he was sort of laughed off. So is the idea that the talons of the owl cause the lacerations? Yes. Here's the thing I'm not quite certain about. There's actually a video we should watch, actually. Netflix put a video out about the owl theory. Ooh, okay. We should watch that after mm-hmm. this. Anyway, the idea is that either she gets attacked outside and goes inside and doesn't that's when she falls down the steps. Yeah. Which, like... Like she doesn't quite make it up the stairs. And then she hits her head there and that's where the blood comes from and the lacerations are from an owl. And apparently she had a feather on her, and apparently she also had, like, some pine needles. And she had clumps of her hair in her hand, so it's like, but that could have been... That could have been anything, though. Like, you touch your head when it's bleeding and your hair comes out in yeah. your hand. And they were supposedly just outside, so, you know, a feather or a leaf could have fallen on her. Here's what I want to know. Is, was it a massive owl feather, or was it a teeny tiny little feather just caught in the back of her hair? She was laying on the pool lounge. Yeah. That's outside. It's yeah. possible that her hair touching the pool lounge could have... Mm-hmm. That's how it could have gotten that. And then, but I'm not quite sure the theory is an owl got inside the house. I don't think that's the theory. But it wasn't. Remind me when they were briefly touching on an intruder theory. They were like it couldn't have been an intruder because none of the doors or windows were open. Yeah, there was no sign. There of was anyone. no sign of entry or anything like that. So how did an owl get in if there was no sign of entry? Yeah, and you think an owl would probably get stuck inside as well, right? Well, the other thing, they had a fireplace. It's very possible it could have come down the chimney. We've had birds stuck in our chimney. Before. These owls are big, though, I think, you know, like... Well, if they, that's the thing. If yeah. they're that big and aggressive that they could kill somebody because they're distressed and trying to get out and yeah. everything... Well, I don't think they killed her. I think they well, attacked sorry, her. Sorry, attacked her. Yeah. Then how... I mean, big enough to cause the wounds that would kill somebody. How could... Like, where'd it go then? When Michael opened the door, how come the yeah. owl didn't fly I don't out? think it was inside. I think it was outside when yeah. she was going up. As she was going in. And apparently... They're saying it's that time of the year was the season for the owls mating and stuff, so you could have mm. seen her as a threat, come down, yeah. attacked her face, attacked her head. But why wouldn't there be, like, a blood trail from the inside, of, like, from the door to well, where yeah, she is? Well, yeah, there's some evidence. Know? Apparently there was one bit of blood outside or something. But Well, there's also that evidence that there were different blood near the sink or something, implying that he'd washed his hands and stuff, but then mm. they all found some of that was planted and some of it was a... The photos were, like, discredited because well, of the glitches or whatever. Here's the thing. Once you present 
evidence that someone's been tampering with what yeah. happened that night. You kind of you can believe what you can just choose what you want to believe. Yeah. And anything that doesn't fit your story can be I know. made up. I know. So, yep. What do you think happened? Well, I, I was I was with you. I was probably with everybody in the first part of the season, the original show that just seemed way too coincidental that happened twice to this one bloke. It's very right? unlucky, isn't it? Two people to die at the bottom of a staircase that he was. And thinking. with the evidence presented in the documentary, is that you know he was having at least thinking about trying to have an affair. Mm-hmm. She could have found that and. That like there's a motive there, perhaps about yeah. an argument, but like was that proven? Don't think so. Same with the financial. Is online there's apparently stories about how they were financially um, bankrupt or approaching that. Like, well, yeah, but like was that proven? And yeah. I'm not sure. This is how you would kill somebody if you were trying to stage. Yeah, like of all the ways to do it, it's obviously a didn't do a very thing. good job of it. But like maybe pushing someone down the stairs, like maybe that is a good way. Well, to that's do it. another thing that was never explored until mm. the very end, and then there was that new prosecutor guy, and said, "Why are we all assuming that she was pulled backwards? Why aren't we assuming she was at the top of the stairs and fell down?" Yeah, all the stuff was like, "Oh, she was only on the third step and she fell back and hit her head," and this weird, like, comedic, mm. fast physical comedy thing where she's like, "Oh, I can't get up. I keep hitting her head on the back of the wall." Why didn't she fall from the top? I'm assuming because there was no blood or no sign of that from the top to the steps. I right? know, but if she hit her head on the bottom, there wouldn't have been blood at the top because she wasn't bleeding at the top. What's to say they were ha- mm. weren't having an argument at the top of the stairs? And he pushed her down. I think she would have more bruises on her body, though, and she didn't ah, really. Okay. But, well, again, we don't really present that evidence. But though, then so. there was that weird thing where her neck had signs of strangulation or something, mm. which brought back the intruder yeah. theory. But, like, oh, who knows? Yeah, so I, as I said before, I don't think they really proved they did it, especially if they're relying upon evidence that is now can't use it, basically. Yeah. So I think what happened in the end was okay. But... Yeah, I don't think I can say either way what happened. Like he was every step of the way shut down by the legal system. Mm-hmm. Either that's great mm-hmm. or just devastating. I would kind of think if I had to like go into my head say one thing, I, I would say perhaps there was an accident that happened. Yeah. I, th- I think he knows more than he was letting on. But I'm actually... I wouldn't be surprised if now he doesn't know because he hasn't thought about that for a long time and he mm. doesn't remember what happened, you know. Because there's, yeah, as I said, you can find evidence that supports all sorts of different theories. Yeah. And so perhaps there's enough doubt there that we'll never know and then so what's happened is kind of yeah, an okay ending. That's what the judge said, like, as soon as it was found that the that Diva had done that, he was exonerated. So that is evidence of the justice system working, you know. Sorry, not exonerated, let free. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. oh, I don't know, tough one. I liked the documentary. Just talk about the documentary apart from the case. I thought the music was a bit heavy-handed at times. Mm. It was a bit repetitive. Yeah. But, all right. I liked the, some of the, like, he's a fascinating bloke and some of those monologues he was doing were really interesting. And See, that's the other thing. He's an author. He knows how to tell a good story. Mm. Well, that's what I think. It's like in their part of their evidence in the trial is that we haven't got a good story yet. And then the bloke poke turns up. Bloke turns up, yeah. But I don't think it was a good story though. So. No, <laughs> no. 
I remember us talking, like, would he have mm. brought that back just for a good story? Like, that's a weird thing to do. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I... The whole family or, like, I think I said to you at one point, I think it was after he got out of jail, mm. that no matter what happened, that family has gone, been through hell. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's hell if he killed her and it's hell if he didn't kill her when he went to jail for, exactly. for, for not doing it. Yeah. So I think that's the very last line of the documentary is, like, was it from Raymond Juliet? Oh, yes. Yeah, so All post, punished. Post-credits monologue yeah. thing with him. Just... That's so true. Every bit of violence, everyone who's part of it is affected. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Just quickly, the opening credit scene was incredible. I liked watching that every episode where they'd go down the stairs and overlay oh, the, the... the credits, yeah. 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 Wow. I think we're going to need something light after this. I maybe, think so. <laughs> we can watch a glow or something like that. To... <laughs> Cleanse our palettes. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable giving us a rating? I don't really. No, I don't think we did about the keepers either, did we? So as a documentary series, I think it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a true crime. It's hard to say you enjoyed it. Hard to say you Someone's enjoyed life. it. Yeah. I think it's that difficult thing where book reviewers have with memoirs. Like, you're really mm. going to say this was a four star memoir, but someone's life, you know. That's why you can say it was well written. Yeah. And well done. But... This was well filmed. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to our the premiere of our new season. I really would recommend watching this. Not everything you watch is a recommendation, but I think this one, you probably get something out of it. Yeah, if you like true crime, I and, mean... And bring your brain as well. Don't just say it's biased and then yeah. turn it off. Use your brain. You know, supersize me. The McDonald's yeah. documentary. Yeah. That was biased against McDonald's because he went out thinking he was going to have terrible health outcomes from eating mcdonald's for every day for however long he did and he did yeah michael michael <laughs> moore is the most biased filmmaker out there yeah but like his generous documentary and some of it's worthwhile to watch though still mm-hmm. same with same with fox news it's still worthwhile watching even if it's basically propaganda i think it's actually more damaging to just say oh don't watch this stuff because it's biased because you don't engage yourself then you can just turn off and say i'm better than that because i'm not engaging in that isn't yeah. it better to sort of critically Think mm-hmm. about something and analyze something and go, oh, okay, I see what the filmmakers are trying to do here. Yeah. They're trying to persuade me to believe this. They included this clip mm-hmm. of him crying to mm-hmm. get sympathy from me, so I would side with him on the case. Like, be an active viewer, you know? That's why I love those Vox strike through videos when he explains mm. how they, how the Vox news is working and how Kelly and Conway go through his interviews and things like that. Mm. You're not just turning your brain off. No. Little tip for you. <laughs> We'll see you next week. And bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.